Hi, and welcome to A Sober Girls Podcast. My name is Sherry, and I have been through various ups and downs over my time in sobriety. The one thing I love about my journey is that it's brought me to you and helping others in sobriety. If you are listening to this, then you are either wanting to start your journey or currently active in recovery and just want to hear other people's experience, strength, and hope. Either way, we are here for you, and we are the community to help you through whatever part of your journey you are on. We have something for everyone. Now, let's get started on today's journey. I hope that you had a great rest of your week and your weekend. I apologize if I sound a little stuffy. It appears I either have my son's cold or I'm having some allergy issues. So I'm a little stuffy today and I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm really excited because the past week we've had the most downloads and listens of the podcast that we ever have. I don't have a goal or number of people that I need to listen. I just love knowing that people can hear our podcast wherever they are and hopefully get answers they're looking for, or at least pointed in the right direction. I had an awesome meeting on Saturday with my home group. I feel like every time I have a meeting or hear someone speak on their sobriety, I grow, and that's such an awesome feeling. And I want you to have that feeling too. I've been enjoying sharing my experiences with you and taking you through the steps. Step work is truly the cornerstone of staying sober, but the part of step work we don't talk about enough is mental health. Now, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a therapist, I'm not here to give medical advice, but we are here technically at the fourth step, and while I want to explain that to you, I want to talk about what it actually encompasses, because the fourth step, taking personal inventory, it can be really scary. As I did mine and wrote out all my transgressions, the more I remembered the more it became embarrassing to me, but also it was very humbling. What I saw as I did the fourth step was the character defects that I had. When we do the fourth step, there's a formula that you do, and it's in the big book or in the 12 by 12, either one of those, and your sponsor will walk you through it. It's not like math, but it does work. And a lot of different sponsors will use different things. And there's um, another book. I can't think of it right now. And I really want to say it's like something, it's got the name Joe in it. And I would have to look it up. Um, But when we do our four step, we write down what happened to us, why I'm resentful, and what it affects. So what happened to us is the resentment. The cause is why I am resentful. So it's basically the action, what the cause was. And the list is where we get to explain how it hurt us and our self-esteem, our pride, emotional security, finances, relationships, sexual relationships. There's a lot of different things that can be affected. Then the character defect. Some of these people will refer to these also as the seven original deadly sins. Greed, 
pride, lust, anger, gluttony, envy, and sloth, which is kind of sad because I like sloths and I sleep a lot. So it's sad to know that being a sloth was one of the seven deadly sins. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. Now, when I say character defect, what I'm talking about is our emotional response to the cause. As an alcoholic and as a human, obviously, we have emotions. For us, when those emotions are betrayed, when we're hurt, we use substances to cover up our pain. We think that this is the way to solve the issue. And we probably don't think that it's the way to solve the issue initially. It just feels really good, right? It feels good to be free. It feels good to not have to think. And at that point in time, that's our way of being free is by using a substance to cover up the pain. Sadly, we don't always know what we're doing, but as we take inventory, we can see how the past and our hurts affect the addictive personality. Um, for those of us who don't have an addictive personality, there might not be as much of a substance controlling their life, so to speak. Things happen to us. It triggers responses such as fear, selfishness, self-seeking, resentment, self-pity, egotism, guilt, impatience, just to name a few. And I know for me, I have panic attacks. And usually those panic attacks are brought on by fear of the unknown. Um, lately, it's been not fear of the unknown, but fear of how am I going to handle this? And my therapist does a really good job of explaining to me that anxiety is a pituitary gland secretion. And so when I have a panic attack, when I feel that coming on, that physical response, she says that it's really important for me to remind myself this is a physical response. I am not really under attack. I don't need to have fight, flight, or freeze. It's easier said than done, but my therapist is really good about walking through anxiety with me, and I still have panic attacks. It's just a matter of being able to control them. As you work the step with someone who is familiar with the process, such as a sponsor, and a sponsor is going to have already gone through not only all the steps, but at least the fourth, fifth, and sixth step. That is absolutely a requirement because you can't lead people, especially if you haven't done it before. They're going to help you find those flaws or defects of character. If you so choose, you can boil down your resentment to one of the original sins that we discussed earlier. And to be honest, um, for me, I know that pride is definitely one of them. Some people have a hard time discussing religion or sin, so it truly will be up to you and your sponsor. I believe, though, that being able to look deep and admit that you are envious, angry, or have issues with your anger and pride are very healthy. It takes real and rigorous honesty. If you are not honest, you will be sure to repeat the same mistakes and behaviors. One defect of character that I did not realize I had until very recently was abandonment. I have absolutely no clue where or how it came to be, but it was ugly. 11 years sober, and to my recollection, I do not have any memory of having issues with abandonment 
or fear of abandonment. Um, so for me, this is something that I do have to discuss with my sponsor. I have to sit down and do a four step with her coming up here in the near future because I have been doing AA, I have been doing my meetings, I have been doing the podcast, but there's still something left unfinished there and it's still really ugly. Doing a fourth step and being done doesn't mean we won't make mistakes. It doesn't mean we won't have to do a fourth step again. I do do a fourth step annually and if something major happens, I sit down and immediately do one with my sponsor like I'm getting ready to do now. The most important thing that we do have to remember, though, is that while we still can make mistakes, that it's really important that remembering we need to be changing our behavior. So once we've become aware of the character defect and we've made our amends, that we make changes in our behavior because if we are not making a change to the behavior, then we truly aren't doing our program or making an honest recovery. We will be discussing these a little bit later on. We're not going to get into those kinds of things right now. Right now, we are still working on our mental health and doing the fourth step. Harboring resentments is not healthy, and getting it out, sharing it with another alcoholic is vital to our sobriety. You can do that in a meeting. You can do it in a fourth step. As I've said before, I do not suggest doing a fifth step in a meeting, but if you need a meeting because you are having certain emotions or feelings or fear of relapse, you certainly go into a meeting to hear other people's experience, strength, and hope. And if they ask you, does anybody have anything hindering or enhancing their sobriety, feel free to speak up. For me, a lot of my fourth step was centered around sexual insecurity personal relationships, and pride. Those were just a few to mention regarding one cause. I had a very abusive past sexually from a few players in my life, so that was one of the largest issues for me that affected me greatly, and it still does. But I'm fully aware of the effect that it had on me, and so I'm able to at least address it when I know it comes up. Character defects, as we call them in AA, do not go away. They stay. What goes away is the desire to numb the pain with a substance. AA helps keep us sober. It teaches us how to stay sober, 24 hours, one day at a time. Once we have identified the root cause of our drinking or using, for some of us, while that program gives a solution, we need outside help. And that's what I really want to talk about. Some folks certainly can use a program and get through the steps and find that they do not suffer from the maladies such as depression or anxiety. Or, if they did, they're able to overcome them as they were situational or fully related to their using. But the reality is that depression and anxiety are very real, and we cannot ignore our mental health. My first sponsor, who I've already talked about, was a nightmare, insisted that I get off my antidepressants, and I did, for a long time. It wasn't good for me, though. My depression got worse. My emotions were on a pendulum, and no matter how much work and effort I put into the program and my step work she claims she was taking us through, she truly wasn't explaining anything, and she was just having us read the big book. While the solution is in the big book, she wasn't giving us the solution. I still haven't figured it out, and I don't need to. That's not my job. But truly, I hated that I was being manipulated at home and in AA. She told me if I went to counseling or got back on my meds, she wouldn't work with me anymore. So, I did. And I told her that I need these things to heal and grow. She didn't like that. 
Maybe she thought I was weak. Maybe she thought all I needed was AA and she felt like I was a failure, but I don't know how I was failing. I was admitting that I needed extra help and I was staying sober while dealing with her crazy ass and still being with my abusive ex. So I laugh now because I don't know how I did it and it's okay to need outside help. It is 100% acceptable to be on medications to assist with anxiety or depression. Now I have had people ask me about using CBD for my pain, uh, medical marijuana for my anxiety or marijuana for my anxiety and my chronic illness. For me, due to my addictive personality, and that being one of my former drugs, I simply do not entertain that as something to help me. But there are people who are in recovery who choose to use those products. We cannot and should not look down on those who do. As Tyler and I discussed last week on the podcast, for some, pills are not an issue. Marijuana is not an issue, but alcohol is. I know a few people who cannot drink alcohol, but have no issues with marijuana or pills. I can't take any pills or use marijuana. And when I take pills, it has to be very controlled and monitored. Being honest with medical personnel is hard, but necessary. And when I say marijuana, if you choose to use it recreationally, that is up to you. If you choose to use it medically, that is also up to you. When I am home and need my pain to be adjusted, I have a process in which I evaluate my pain prior to needing to ask for more or other things that I try. But I'm not above asking for pain management because there are times when I know what my body needs. It's not my mind tricking me. It's my body saying we can't relax or heal until we have this. And it can be very scary, but knowing my body makes a huge difference. Everyone does their program differently and handles their mental health differently and their physical ailments differently, and that's okay. Everyone in our program has a story, has a past, and has things that they can do in their sobriety and recovery that some of us cannot do. For me, I have needed medically prescribed medications for depression and anxiety. Please do not judge others for how they manage their pain or their mental health. Because as long as they are being a good person, showing up for our community, and creating a safe environment for newcomers and others, then it is truly not our job to judge them or say they are not working their program. Once I completed my fourth and fifth step, which is telling another person, I realized that now I identified the root cause and after having my breakdown when my friend Brandon died, that I needed more help than my meeting could provide me. In fact, I've actually recently gone back into therapy with my therapist from before the pandemic. In reality, I should have been going during the pandemic if I'm being honest. I relied on so many other things to get me through. While we did have AA meetings, they were Zoom, and they really helped, but there's something about being around people and in person that makes a huge difference. That fellowship, that not feeling alone. The pandemic had a huge impact on all of us. A lot of us that had once quelled defects of character, they came out. 
I was listening to a podcast last week that my friend Kelly runs. It's called Fan Gals. And she had a guest on. Her name was Heather, who came to talk about emotions. Heather is going to school to be a counselor therapist. And her talk was on having feelings in a messy world. And it really spoke to me. I suggest you go to listen to it if you have the chance. It's the most recent episode. It's number 39. It really hit home with me, and talking with Heather and Kelly after the episode, I realized that while we talk about the solution in AA, there isn't always enough talk about mental health help, which is part of being in the solution. For me, taking care of my mental health is being in the solution. Erratic emotions ruined a lot of things for us. We played the victim, harbored resentments, and found fault with everyone else and not ourselves. The fourth and fifth step is here to help us do that. There is relief. Once we have identified our defects of character, I think it's important that we work them as much as we also work out our body, eat healthy, and work on our connection with God. So it's important that we work on ourselves. This past weekend, someone in my meeting brought up the saying, my sponsor told me that there are two important relationships, the one with my higher power and the one with myself. And that made so much sense to me. If we are not focusing on ourselves, self-love, affirmation, and growth with our higher higher power, how are we ever going to be good enough or help anyone else? The 12 Steps and 12 Traditions book does an awesome job of going into detail about what I talked about here. I find that doing the reading and research for these episodes not only reteaches me so much, things I don't remember from years ago, or things that can still help me now, like realizing that I can be envious and my pride was hurt. I hate admitting those things, but if I don't, I will have resentment and I need to keep my side of the street clean and do my job. I cannot control anyone or anything else, just myself, and recognizing my shortcomings helps me to do that. I'll be honest with all of you, and myself, I'm so scared of relapse because I don't want to fail. I don't want to have my pride hurt, and that's not a good reason to not want to relapse, because fear or relapse, a failure of pride, is surely one way to relapse. So I'm honest with myself about those fears, and they keep me sober. You don't have to be ashamed of your character defects, but they don't identify who you are. Don't let them control you or identify you. There is the time-tested saying that we are as sick as our secrets. The secrets we carry around with us that weigh us down. The same secrets that we promised we would take with us to our grave. Maybe we can be free, truly free, from the chains of the past that haunt us. We will not regret the past, nor wish to shut the door on it. I hope that this episode gave you some comfort and insight into what to expect from the fourth and fifth step. I truly believe that those steps are something that have to be discussed between sponsor and sponsee, which is why I didn't go into heavy detail about the process. Every sponsor will have a different process for going through the personal inventory. Your job is to be honest, transparent, and willing to work through your shortcomings. And don't forget, if you need outside help, then get it. The most important thing is your ability to stay sober. 
I realize that I have also dropped the ball in the past two episodes talking about my gratitude list. So I am going to talk about my gratitude list and it frustrates me because I hate when I forget things and I've had so much on my mind lately, but getting back into a routine, getting back into worrying about and taking care of myself and my mental health has really helped me continue to grow along spiritual lines. And remember, we claim spiritual progress, not spiritual perfection, or progress over perfection, spiritual growth. However way you choose to look at it, progress over perfection, always. Even if it's just 1%, be 1% better than you were the day before. But I digress. So I'm just going to talk about a few things the past few weeks that I have gratitude for and hope that it helps spark some few things in you. I've been getting more active on social media on the recovery side of things, and it's been amazing. I like being able to go online and see that there are people like me who are not only excited to be sober, but are cheering others on in their sobriety. I am grateful for a sober community at home, here, online, all of you. I am grateful for all my friendships, all the people in my life that have taught me lessons, brought me happiness, grown me as a person. I am grateful for the other people in the podcast community, Jessica from Wife of Crime and Kelly from Fangals Podcast. They both helped me immensely this week and gave me some great confidence in myself and in my podcast. I'm working towards moving on to Patreon and having a book club there. And I was struggling to find out the website. And I reached out to Jessica from Wife of Crime because that is absolutely one of my favorite podcasts. And she was so helpful and so kind. And she is so hilarious. If you are a true crime fan, I would suggest checking out Wife of Crime. She and her husband, Russ, are hilarious. And Kelly from Fangal, um, Fangals, sorry, she was the one who suggested to me doing Patreon. We were bouncing each other's ideas off of each other um, regarding our podcasts and how we wanted to continue to inspire others and help others. And she really helped me realize the importance of the mental health aspect and sobriety, something that I certainly didn't forget about, but I think something I forgot that is so important to our growth in AA. So thank you to Kelly and Jessica for your talks this week, for your guidance, and for your friendship. I am thankful overall for helpful communities and groups of people who share my passions and goals. That's something I've never had before and I am so thankful for. Like my Peloton group. Love my Peloton group. I am also thankful for fall because, let's be honest, who doesn't love a cute sweater outfit? And also, I am very thankful for the ability to be able to grow and find new ways to serve others and be a good friend, wife, mother, and daughter. I'm not always the best, but progress over perfection. Thank you for listening, friends, and I hope you have a great rest of your week. Thank you so much for hanging out with us on this episode of A Sober Girls Podcast. I hope we were able to help you on your road to recovery, or if anything, help you understand that if you are not active in recovery, but want to be, that you are not alone. We are here for you. 
Don't forget to subscribe, like, and follow us wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss another episode. Also, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at a sober girls Pod, and online for show notes and other information about sobriety at a sober girls podcast.podbean.com. I hope that you have a great rest of your week, and until next time, fam, be well. Oh, 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 oh,